episode 29 of Slay the Stars. First things first, uh, we lost Zem's portents from before. <laughs> we don't have time to go back and see what they were because it would take a long time. So, uh, Zem, roll some portents before we get into this. Is that a 1 and a 20? Are you kidding me? It's a 1 and a 10. Oh. I was going to say, we're going back and... <laughs> <laughs> Just, no. it's a one and a ten all right perfect so last time we spent a little more time with our goblin friend dale swin purchased some interesting potions from them ate some tasty pot pie said goodbye to Taz lane and left a note for the headmaster of the stellium academy then set off in a wagon with four messengers from morbale drea cadrix zuvi and nora after some misunderstandings, the six of you started to get more comfortable, except suddenly Nora was ripped into the darkness and brushed by some black tentacle creature. And that is where we're starting today. I need you both to roll initiative. <laughs> I have advantage on initiative. I rolled a three and a four. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> That is not great. My my total initiative roll is five. <laughs> you. All right. Well. So the unseen creature acts first. You watch as this oppressive darkness swallows Nora and she shrieks. And then there's just this cut up sound. And everything's quiet for a moment. Well, Next I up. I said she was dead. I was kidding. The dwarves start freaking out. Well, okay. You know what? Yeah, she's dead. Uh, <laughs> the dwarves start freaking out, uh, looking at the two of you because you are the mercenaries hired to save them. Oh, God. And <laughs> they, they don't know what to do. Cadrix does pull like a little dagger out of his boot. Drea does the same. I heard boob. <laughs> that was very <laughs> Yes, out of, out of his boob. Uh, and they're trying to just look at you for any sort of help. Char, you're up. Um, Where she was dragged is probably about 20 feet away from you. Okay, I have a 300 feet of dark vision. Okay. I don't see anything like a blob of something at all. Tell you what, roll me a perception check. 22. Okay. You are looking everywhere. And I mean, the the foliage here is fairly dense. That's one of the reasons that you chose this place because it was kind of hidden. And you don't, you don't see anything at first. And then it dawns on you that you don't, see anything and you focus into that darkness and there seems to be like an absence of trees there whatever this is is blending in with the dark around you okay i'm where she was dragged to and we heard the scream uh fairy fire okay i need you to make a dexterity saving throw that is a natural one didn't bring the dice toilet today uh so all of a sudden, you see, you know what, Shark? Describe to me what your fairy fire looks like. I like to imagine, you know, uh, Crown of Stars, like stars pop up behind you and you can throw them. Yeah. Just like 
mini stars pop up and like swarm the creature. Okay. And that is exactly what you see. You see these stars head over towards the foliage and start swirling around this thing and you get a better look at it. And there are... That's everything in a 20-foot cube, by the way. Yeah, it was, there's only one thing over there. So you just see this mass of writhing tentacle shadow-like appendages. Dozens and dozens of these things. And it's really difficult to see against the blackness of night. All of a sudden you see, when it gets hit with this fairy fire, this white face pull up out of it with these long pinchers that stick out on its jaw and one out of its forehead and these teeth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll get closer to it, I guess. You said it's how many feet away? About 20 feet away from you. <sighs> I'll go up and try to hit it with a backhand. All right. Go for it. Uh, 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 21. Yeah, that hit. hits. Uh, that is four, five, six bludgeoning damage. And I'm going to use a key point, hands of harm. Okay. For three, four, five, six necrotic damage. All right. You run up to this thing and you just hit it with a hook right square in its weird pincher jaw. And... It rocks to the side for the moment, and then it looks towards you, Char. And at this point, up close, you can now see the gore on its mouth, and it makes this shrieking noise. Oh, wait, hold on. Nope, that wasn't a crit. I forgot fairy fire. Okay. Uh, it makes this shrieking noise, and it almost makes you hold your ears. Zem, you notice you hear the noise, too, as if it was right in front of you. And all the other dwarves around you start holding their ears as well. It's your turn, Sam. Do not like! <laughs> um, I'm sorry, how far away did you say it was? It's about 20 feet from you. Okay, excellent. Um, I'm going to go, what the fuck? And like um, reach my hands out and I'm going to cast Witch Bolt. You have advantage. At a third level. I can't pick up my dice. There we go. 18 to hit. That hits. And, um, okay, so that is going to be uh, 17 damage. All right. You connect with this witch bolt, and this purpley lightning lights up this thing's body, and the tentacles kind of all stand out straight for a moment, looking almost cartoonish. The shrieking is continuing. Are you moving them or doing anything with your bonus action? I'm going to take a couple steps back and just, um, I'm now 25, like I'm moving five feet. I'm now 25 feet away from it. Okay. Perfect. You stumble backwards a bit, trying to put more distance between you and this thing. And it is its turn. Char, it's right in your face. It just got hit with this witch bolt. And it cocks its head towards you and leans in like it's smelling you. And it takes this deep inhale. And you see its eyes light up, gold, 
flash and the shrieking in your head intensifies and it now seems wholly focused on you and it is going to make one of its tentacles lashes out towards you 19 plus things that's going to hit Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. Uh, that is eight points of bludgeoning damage and you are grappled Okay, hold on. And, yep, I maintain the save. Cool. Perfect. At the same time, two more of these tentacles shoot out. One for Zamira. That is a 15 to hit. Shield. Misses. At the last minute, you throw up your hand and it glances off to the side. And it's going to send its last tentacle towards Cadrix. That will hit. So you watch, Zem, as you bash this away with your shield, it glances off. Cadrix is looking towards you, and this thing wraps around his middle, grabs a hold of him, and just rips him back towards it. Uh, and now it is within five feet of you. Cadrix is within five feet of you as well, Shar. And it's their turn. Cadrix is going to lash out this thing with the dagger in his hand and whiff horribly. The other dwarves, uh, Drea and Zuby, freak out and they just take off running. They don't know where they're running to. They're running back the way they came. Shar, it's your turn. You said he's within how many feet of me? So, uh, Kadrix got pulled towards this thing and he's now like next to you, right? He's like entangled in this thing, pulled close. Okay. Um, Channel Divinity Twilight Sanctuary. So, um, but da 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 da. Whenever a creature, including you, ends its turn in the sphere, you can give the creature certain benefits. So I don't know if it activates on activation, because I I know that we've had that argument before with certain spells, like with AoE effects. Uh, My intent is to give him temporary hit points if I can. And as my bonus action to use an offhand strike, is it a straight roll now? Because it's disadvantaged with grappling and then advantage with everything. I forget how that works. So grappling doesn't give disadvantage, only restrained does. Hold on. Uh, oh, you are restrained. So yes, it would just be a straight roll. Okay. Crit. All right. Did it seem like Hands of Harm did anything? Yes. Okay. Cool beans. About to fuck you the fuck up. hey did i drop witch bolt casting shield because it's concentration Mm -mm. so you you can give them um you can give them temporary hit points when they end their turn in the sphere so i know those spells are weird with like how they yeah so you can give him if he survives this round you can give him stuff when he ends his next turn my other d4 all right hold on okay so i'm gonna these two are going to be the offhand strike. So four, five, six, seven, eight. Seven, eight. So eight bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then this is going to be necrotic. Three, six, seven, eight, nine necrotic damage. All right. You light this thing up with another uppercut. And I mean, you've heard it. This thing is injured, but it doesn't seem to be slowing down. And I'm going to end my turn. I'm giving myself 
three temporary hit points. Perfect. Perfect. Good. Good. Hold on. Wait. How do I do that again? Oh, there it is. I'm good. All right. Zam, you are up. I did not lose Witch Bolt when I cast Shield. No, because Shield's not concentration. Okay. So you are okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Got it. So it is three from Witch Bolt. Um, and then I I'm I don't know why I don't remember this. Can I cast a cantrip if I'm also doing Witch Bolt? If you have a bonus action cantrip. Because bonus Witch action Bolt is cantrip. Action. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I kind of don't think I do. I don't. So that would have to be my action. Um, but I'm going to... I want to stay the same distance away. But I'm, I want to also move kind of further away from them. Like, make it choose focus. Okay. All right. The crackling witch bolt energy that was still hovering around this thing intensifies again for a moment as um reignites that uh that energy as she shifts away trying to draw this thing's attention away from you and Cadrix. it is its turn it is going to lean in and try to bite you sure Um, 21 to hit. No. Poor tens. It rolled a 10. Uh, so. What's its bonus? 17 to hit. That would still hit me. So. Damn it. All right. And that is, uh, oh wait. 16 points of piercing damage as it bites into you. At the same moment, it squeezes Cadrix. Because it's just a 10, right? 16, half 8. Yeah, so we're good. Uh, that hits. And you hear Cadrix just... <sighs> and he goes limp in this thing's arms. And it's sending its last tentacle after you, Zem. That nope. is a crit. Change it. It's actually a, a critical fail. <laughs> All right. Good call. Uh, you see this thing coming right for you. And in that moment, Zem, you just think, nope. And it goes <laughs> wide. <laughs> it's almost like there is a glitch in the matrix. And the thing that was coming right for your face is suddenly like five feet away from you. <laughs> Nowhere near. Char would have thought it was pretty cool if he wasn't inside this thing's <laughs> mouth right now. <laughs> uh, speaking of, it is the dwarf's turn. Um, Aren't they running away? Drea, yes. Drea and Zuvi have now taken cover under the wagon. They're hiding. Uh, you can hear them sort of like whimpering under there. Shar, your turn. What is it to escape? Is it acrobatics or athletics or is it just like a strike? It is acrobatics or athletics uh, versus DC 15. Okay. Acrobatics. Let's try that. Oh, no. Um, Arthur failed. <laughs> DC 15? Yes. Still fails. All right. You are stuck. Backhand. <laughs> nope. Is it a one or a four? It's a one. That's a crit fail. All right. You try to escape and you get off balance and you go to swing, goes wide. And 
This thing almost seems to smile at you, Char, when you do. The shrieking sound that you were hearing in your head turns into almost like, roll me an insight. Uh, 18. It turns into this almost like excited. You didn't hear it doing this when it killed the dwarves. They seemed to be kind of like cannon fodder. But it's excited about what it's going to do to you. Ew. And you're not sure why. <laughs> Zem, it's your turn. Nine. Can never tell if it's a nine or a six on this die set. You connect with the witch bolt again, and this thing tenses up once again. Char, you feel it every time it tenses because <laughs> it, it, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's a good thing that doesn't transfer. Because like you feel it tense up on you every time this witch bolt connects. Uh, this thing is not looking good. We'll put it that way. I'm Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. I don't really have any other moves. <laughs> You're doing great, buddy. You're doing great. <laughs> All right. Back to the top of the round. It is its turn. It is. Let's use this dice. It's going to. It's going to bite Char again. 19 plus things. Silvery barbs. All right. Uh, that was a 20, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so it has to take the lowest of all the rolled values, right? Uh -huh. Isn't that how it works? Then that is a 5 and 7. 12 does not hit, right? Mm -mm. So uh, Zem, saving the day out here. It goes down to bite you, Char, and it just miss It, like, grazes your ear a little bit, and you can feel it's, like, there's like warmth coming from it and there's warmth coming off of it, but there's no breath. It strikes you. But you can still hear the screaming and it's coming after you, Zem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also, you keep messing with mm -hmm. it. Cadmus is alive. He has six temporary hit points. <laughs> he. Can temporary hit points get somebody? I mean, no. he can't end his turn. Yeah, no. So, no. Okay. <sighs> Uh, oh, why did I roll two? That was dumb. I'll, you know what? It misses with one because I rolled that dumb. And it's going to take another one at you, Zem. Zem 14 oh. to hit. I'm sorry, a what? 14 to hit. Yep. That hits. <laughs> All right. Zem. Any more spell slots? Yeah, but I used my reaction. Zem, you take All right. four and four, eight points of bludgeoning damage. As this tentacle finally gets purchased, wraps around your waist and starts yanking you towards it and Char. Dwarves are still hiding under the cart. Char. So is she within 30 feet now? Yes. Seven temporary hit points to you. Minimize the damage. <laughs> it is your turn, Char. Okay. So I'm going to try to escape. Okay. 18. Yes. You manage what... It's like excited. It's reeling them in this person who's been driving it completely insane this whole time and you use that moment let's focus on her to kind of squeeze yourself out of this tendril you know so i want to run up 
and just punch it in the face, like run up the arm. All right, do it. Dope monk stuff. You got advantage now, bitch. Certain <laughs> long blonde haired arching elf of lore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is a eight. Nope. 17 to hit. 17 hits. Hands of harm. That's the hit. So four, five, six on that. Six bludgeoning damage. Six necrotic damage, I think. Let me make sure. All right. Uh, seven bludgeon, uh, necrotic damage. All right. It flails around, looking at you, looking at Zem, very excited, but also in pain. All right. Ten lightning damage. I guess that's all you can do because you're grappled and restrained and reeled in. Okay. So it's this thing's turn. Zem, it pulls you close. And you get a sense that it leans in, like it's trying to get a feel for you as well. It's curious about what you are. And you see that same gold flash in its eyes. And the shrieking again intensifies in your heads. And it's going to bite you. Zem, that's a lot. It's going to hit you. I need to know what that means. Uh, 18 plus 7 is 25 to hit. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to... um. I'm going to, um, what's the one I just said? Silvery barbs? Yes. Uh, still 20 to hit. Boo. You are going to take 12 points of piercing damage as it bites into you, grabbing a hold of your shoulder with those three pincer-like appendages. At the same time, Char, it doesn't even seem to look towards you. One of its other tendrils leans up from its back and it's going to try to wrap around you. That one misses. It's going to try one more time. That one, I think, also misses 14. 14 just misses. Okay. It misses with both of those attacks. Dwarves are still hiding. Char, your turn. Uh, punches seem to be working, so I'm just going to... Keep punching it. Keep punching. Uh, 16 to hit. 16 hits. Okay. And second strike. I think that uh, 11. 11 does not hit. Okay. So we got one. Six bludgeoning damage. That is all I can do. Wait, 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 wait. Three, four, five. Five temporary hit points to you. At the end of my turn. Yes. Uh, oh, and, and to me. Yes. You punch this thing in the back of the head. And at that moment, Char, you see its head spin around and refocus on you, turning in an entire 180. Hi. Uh, Zem, your turn. Friggin' three. All right, you connect another witch bolt with this thing, and now you feel that squeeze as its body tenses up. But you do notice, you're both really close to it, that it seems to be less corporeal. It seems to be absorbed slightly back into the shadows. It's its turn. That's what happens next. Okay. Uh, it's going to bite Zem. That might actually miss. 13. Shield. 
All right. It's going to try one more time. No, it can't bite twice. What am I doing? It's going to try to use a tentacle on Char. That's a 17 to hit. 17 hits. Uh, that's six points of bludgeoning damage. I didn't even take any damage. As a, another tentacle wraps around your leg and starts to drag you back towards the ground away from its head. And you know what? Let me see. It doesn't notice the other dwarves, so instead of making another tentacle attack, it's just going to squeeze you, Char. That is 20, dirty 20 to hit. Yeah. Four, eight points of bludgeoning damage. Okay, I maintain concentration. As it squeezes on you. Oh, crap. I didn't roll for concentration. Do it now. You had temporary hit points, too, so you take... So it would be 10, pretty much. Yeah, it's going to be 10. 12. Save. You're good. Yeah. All right. Dwarves are still hiding. Char. I mean, at this point, straight roll again, right? Because yes, is it still restrained? Yes, because it's fire and okay. you're restrained now. Uh, you know what? I'm going to try to escape again because okay. I still have a bonus action. Eight. Uh, I think that still misses because that's what I rolled the first time and it missed. So All bonus right. action. Punch misses. All right. Char is starting to lose a little. He's starting to flail. Freak out. Temporary hit points, bitches. <laughs> Shar it up a little bit. I mean, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> what are the temporary? Uh, it's going to be nine this round at the end of your turn. Shar, describe what Zem is noticing about this Twilight Sanctuary, because I don't think you've done this before. I've done it one time before in the boat. Um, it basically, like how I imagine with Fairy Fire... It's just like it creates like a pseudo halo like cloak. Like it's a cloak made of stars that give off like 30 feet of bright light. Cool. I like that. All right. You're up, Zem. All right. Let's do this witch bolt. And that is a nine. This time when you hit it with this witch bolt, its whole body tenses up and you actually see some of the tentacles starting to drop off and hit the ground. And where they hit the ground, stuff remains. It's not like before when the creatures would just like turn into dust, but it almost seems to shrivel up and desiccate a bit. Mm. And it's its turn. Sorry, does the temporary hit points change to nine or get added to the previous? No, it changes to nine. Okay. All right. It's going to try to, you know what? I'm going to flip the coin. Kraken, it tries to bite Char. Other side, it bite, bites them. Char, you're getting the bite. That's a 16. That still hits. Seven and four is 11 points of piercing damage. Okay, hold on. Because that... No, still good. All right, and then... Zem, it starts to squeeze you. All right, 14 to hit. Shield. All right. Uh, you use your shield to sort of prop up yourself. It's trying to squeeze, and you're using that shield to push back. You fucking Captain America this shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to try. It's going to try one more time. Uh, that time is a 16 plus 7, yeah. so 23. Uh, and you will take Zem... 
seven points of bludgeoning damage. So I took no actual damage. So I do I have to roll? Nope. Hallelujah. Uh, Shar, you're up. Oh, lovely. Scop. Scop A. Nope, I don't. <laughs> it's a punch. No, I don't. Uh, Zem, Shar's basically <laughs> given up <laughs> at this point. <laughs> He's just... Uh, eight you, temporary hit points at the end of your turn. You can see the the fear in his eyes. He seems to be basically stuck <laughs> in a panic mode. I can't be panicked. Twilight Sanctuary stops fear. <laughs> I didn't say uh, you I'm were calmly me. fearful. <laughs> I said he's panicking. <laughs> yeah. All right. All Go right. ahead. Eleven. How mm. do you want to do this? Yes. Zem? I want to say. I just want to scream. Um, I just want to scream. I just want to scream. <laughs> fine, scream. fine, <laughs> fine. Like, just very, like, guttural animal scream and everything that I've got left in me, I'm just going to push and light this fucker up. All right. Light this motherfucker up. You do exactly that. You're screaming. It's still shrieking. But this time, when your spell dissipates, you feel the whole thing relax. And it sort of comes together in this blobby mass of strangeness that just scatters across the ground. And the two of you are standing there. It's it's completely decimated. Like, fairy fire falls off because it's died. Yes. Okay. I'm literally just going to run over to Zem, like, kind of punch you in the shoulder. Like, not hard, but just uh, cure wounds. <laughs> Zem goes down. <laughs> so you get... Good job, kid. Dead. Uh, seven, eight, nine, ten healing for you. Nice. Um, does the temporary hit points stick around? It is for, I think, an hour? Is that what it is? Hold on. I want to run... Well, not run. I guess there's no real hurry, but, like... <laughs> I'm going to check on uh, both Cadrix and Nora, um, check for pulses, check. I, I don't really have any kind of healing or whatever, but there is no pulse. They are deaded. Uh, it is, unless a feature that grants temporary hit points has a duration, which it does. So it's going to be until Twilight Sanctuary falls off within the next minute. Okay. So I'm assuming because it says if not, it depletes after a long rest or you have depleted them. Got it. What are you doing? You check on them. They're dead. Zuvi and Drea are cowering under the cart, terrified. Are they hurt? What? Aren't you checking on the two? The yeah, cart? they're, I mean, they're real hurt. They're, they're, they're. <laughs> It's. <laughs> she was uh, checking on the ones that oh, died. Oh, I thought you were checking on the alive ones. <laughs> N- no. <laughs> standing Just... over these dead bodies. <laughs> Are they hurt? <laughs> like, motherfucker, what do you want me to say? They're not pretending. <laughs> They're not great. <laughs> <laughs> do you have some band-aids? Well, that was a classic misunderstanding. <laughs> Well, just I'll go check on the people that are alive. <laughs> All right. Uh 
you head over towards the cart, duck down to see what's going on, and you see that Zuvi is kind of pressed to the back, as far away from that thing as she could be. And Drea has taken up a protective stance in front of her, and uh, she has her dagger out, and she's looking at you, and she's like, oh, God, what was that thing? I don't... No, I'm gonna like just do a quick scan. Like, do they have cuts, bruises, anything? They 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 look untouched. okay. They look okay. terrified, but they're okay. Uh, just stay here, and I'm gonna start scoping perimeter. Okay, okay. Um, while I was checking for a pulse, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not looting the bodies, but I am checking for like anything. I can't drag the bodies back, but we do need to. Roll me an investigation check of these bodies. Shar rolled me a perception check of the surrounding area. Hmm. I'm sorry, you said investigation? Yes. Ha-ha. 16. 22. Okay. Shar, you do a quick circuit around the area, and you don't see anything else amiss. Nothing else seems to be... In the area, you don't hear a lot of animals. There's not a lot of commotion. Whatever just happened now has scared most of whatever normal wildlife would be in the area away. So it doesn't look like there's any other, like, darkness obstructions around. Not that you notice, Okay, no. I'm going to kick through, like, the goo of the tentacle just to make sure there's nothing else, like a core or something. Okay, okay. Uh, Zem, you quickly... And respectfully <laughs> look at what's going on with these two people. I respectfully loot the body. Like yeah. I'm I'm No, I know what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh so you you see that they each have like little coin purses on them and they have whatever small supplies two messengers might have, but you find notes mm-hmm. on Nora's body, you find a note in like a little satchel that she kept around her. The satchel was uh, like closed and sealed, meant to be like broken by whoever. Are you opening it? I'm assuming. The satchel? Yes. Um, Wait, the satchel had a seal on it? Yes. Oh. It's not big. It's like a little leather pouch that has been like sewn shut. I'm going to, I'm I'm taking it. I'm putting it in a pocket. I'm not cracking it open yet. Okay. Okay. And on Cadrix's body, he doesn't have any sort of satchel. And you're like, this is weird. Because, like, you've noticed the other two dwarves have similar little leather satchels that they're carrying. Cadrix doesn't have one. And at first you're like, he said he was a messenger. Like, why doesn't he have any of these things? And you notice in one of the inner pockets of his coat... There is not an obvious pocket, but like a hidden pocket. And you just glance inside and you see a rolled up scroll with a wax seal on it. I'll take that too. Okay. Um, The seals, like either or both, do they have like, is it melted wax and that's it? Or is there like a seal to it? Yeah, so... On the leather satchels, there is the symbol of, like, Morbale, the symbol of, the of like, Toslane, of the council, of the city as it stands now. The seal on the small piece of parchment with the wax seal, 
has the same sigil on it that you saw on the armor in the hidden treasury. Oh. Um. Does he have any sort of like rings, necklace, anything like that that looks like there's also that same sort of sigil or seal, like a like a pin, like literally anything that could make that same seal? You see nothing that could make that that seal. However, you do notice on his like on his shoulder, on his chest, he has a tattoo. I was really getting ready to ready to say rip it off because I thought you were going to say a patch. <laughs> no. Nope. Um noted then. Um and as soon as I can, I will um oh my god. <laughs> as soon as I can, I will I'm going to draw it in my like in my notebook and go over to the women in the cart um and ask if they're like are they able to help me bring them back over? The next steps that I'm going to insist we take are some sort of burial. Drea will agree to help you. Uh, Zuvi is pretty shaken up. She's probably not going to be very useful in this endeavor. She'll come and and try to help, but she's not helpful. But Drea, she's strong. Okay. She's there. I'm going to, I mean, like for the digging, I'm going to mold earth. I just want to make sure that, like, I don't know their customs. I want to make sure that, like, one of them is involved um, so that it's done in the most respectful way we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Char, you are looking at this monster. I would like for you to roll me either medicine or nature. One of those two things. Medicine or nature? Yes. Uh, Crit success. So 26. I'm assuming that's medicine? Yes. All right. You notice that this thing, there's not a lot of bone mass here, which you kind of gleamed based on how it was moving itself about. Its body reminds you very much of like a cephalopod. You grew up near the ocean, so things like octopus or squid, like that's not out of... The ordinary, it's weird to see it here in the mountains away from saltwater. But you don't see any gill slits. You don't see any, like, means of respiration here. It doesn't seem to have... You take a better look at its eyes because you remember watching them light up. It doesn't seem to have eyes in the way that you do. There are organs there. They don't have like the lens, the iris, the different pieces. They're spherical. They're set back in the tissue of the face behind this bone plate on its face. And its eyes are very much forward, like a predator. The eyes don't seem to have the mobility that ours do. And the pattern is strange. They're this dark black inky color. And when you get closer, you see almost like speckles, like stars inside of the the blackness of its eyes. It doesn't look like anything you've ever seen anywhere on Vela or studied. And you notice also that the where this thing was injured, where the open cuts on its body have formed, there's not blood coming out. There's this thick, viscous black goo. Okay, so... Two things. I'm going to use my adventuring gear. I'm going to pull out um, 
glass container. I'm going to one that fits both the eyes so I can pull them out. I don't know how big this, the eyes are. They're, I mean, they're pretty big, but like, I mean, like a like, fist size? Yeah, like maybe like grapefruit size. So you can okay. get them. Okay. So it's the two eyes and the goo I'm going to keep in one container and like cork it shut. Okay. If I can. Okay. Sure. You can do that. And, but there was no other like core or anything. Like nothing seems like it was controlling it. No, nothing like that. Okay. And then before they bury them, I'm going to see if it seems like they are affected, like how the zombie creatures have been turning. Like if it seems to be affecting them in any way, like the two that died. Okay. Uh, roll me a medicine check of their bodies. Okay. Less good. Nine. Fifteen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you take a look at their bodies. You don't notice anything like that. They seem normal. Okay. Like, just quick glances just to make yeah. sure we're not going to get attacked later. How's the horse? The horses are okay. There's two of them. Thank God. They're okay. Horatio, two. <laughs> Eat two. <laughs> All right, Zem. Uh, and I'll help them however I can. Sure. Uh, the four of you work together to uh, set the bodies right, wrap them in whatever sheets to make some sort of shroud that you can. Uh, Zem, mold earth is meant to be used on uh, areas of ground that's more like loose, like the sandy beaches you're used to. Here it's very mountainous and rocky, so it takes you quite a bit of time working at this and Drea and Char will also help to try to make it go faster as you're as you're digging these grave sites but eventually exhausting all of you quite a bit you uh you dig some graves for these people bury them everybody says their goodbyes what's next crying death depression <laughs> a long sleep not the long sleep dear god <laughs> the, the long sleep the long nap uh, I'm gonna just say a little prayer a little bit I'm not gonna hold the symbol just because I don't want that to be a sure a thing but I, I try to keep my magic as much under control as I can during that fight so hopefully it wasn't noticed yeah yeah if they did notice they haven't said anything to you about it but I'm I'm gonna stay up for a while just to scope perimeter a bit. Okay, you do that. Zem, you what are you doing tonight? Anything that there's specific that you wanted to accomplish? Um, I'm going to set alarm. Um, outside of that, I'm going to pretty much focus on my journal, and I'll talk about both uh, Cadrix and Nora, the symbol. Um. I want to draw this monstrosity, um, just basically what ha what's happened. Are you going to sneak away and read the notes? Yes. Okay. We'll start with the, the not spicy note. So you open the satchel that Nora was carrying. And the note is fairly short. There's no indication of who this was going to, but it says, We are on the verge of war. We need to know which side you will support. Silphorin is no help. Please. We have long been friends, and if we are to maintain the Empire, we must work together to keep the peace. 
So none of these letters were addressed to anybody? No. That does make them a little harder to deliver. Well, the messengers knew where they were going. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the note that Cadrix was carrying says, Now is the time the governor has fallen and the true sons and daughters of Aerith Dahl will reclaim this land. Help us and we will set you free as well. But the drow must pay. And I don't think I have to uh, mention it, but I will. The handwriting on these two notes is very different. These were clearly not sent by the same person. The first one, uh, you would, you just saw Toslane's handwriting because she wrote you a note to get you into her home. Looks like Toslane's handwriting. Second one, clearly not. Spoiler. Uh, they're going to the same person. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let me just make sure I got this right. Cadrix works for the third faction, mm-hmm. right? Okay. That's what I thought you meant by the... the sure does appear emblem. that way. Permanent ink. All right. In the meantime, Char, the, the watch you take goes over without issue. About mid, like, I want to say mid-morning. In the morning, just before dawn, the two of you wake up. You hear one of those shrieks in your mind. It is morning now? About morning. You guys would have a long rest at this point. You see Drea and Zuby jump awake and they're looking around they heard it too and you hear the shrieking again i would like for you both to roll me perception checks okay wait so do we have a long rest in our you do have a long rest okay let me just grab that real quick and all right i'm gonna i'm gonna roll poor tens 11 13 13 I can't math, apparently. You said roll perception? Yes. 16. You both would realize that there's no direction. It's omnipresent? Seems to be. Seems to be in your mind. There's no way of telling how close or how far away or from what direction this is coming from. Char's just going to, like, check his body. Just, like, see if there's, like, scars or, like ink was injected or there's like slime somewhere you're looking everywhere nothing you feel tired but fine are the horses freaking out as well the horses are freaking out they're pawing at the ground but again they they're freaking out because they're startled by a large sound they don't seem to be bolting in any direction they're not running from something um, my question was just, did they react? But yeah, yes, yeah. thank you. Roll me survival checks. 21. 19. You both have a similar thought at the same time. You glance at each other. This is a tactic. They're trying to flush you out. 
Mm-hmm. I think we need to go. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but when you say flushed out, I, I'm, maybe I'm misunderstanding. They want you to run. They don't know where you are. Okay. I'll, These things uh... clearly communicate telepathically. So they must know that one of theirs is dead, or maybe it transmitted that it had found something interesting before it died. You're not sure. You don't know enough about their anatomy to know exactly what's going on. But apparently one of the ways this thing hunts is to scare things out. Okay. The just Was Nora the one that was driving the cart? or was She that, was. Okay. I'm just going to have to take the reins at this point and put everybody else in the back. Okay. Just make sure we have everything. Does anything seem like it's missing? Does anybody see anything else seem off? No. Okay. Um, sorry, so is the body of that thing still? It's still there. It's even more desiccated than it was before, but it still exists. As you are starting to pack things up quietly, trying to get things in the cart, trying to get moving, Zuvi is saying, I just, I just want to go home. I just, can we please just go home? How far are we? At least a day out, right? Yeah, you've traveled about a day, maybe half a day. But like in, in relation, like how, how long did we expect it to take to get? It's going to take a while. You're traveling up and over mountains to get to Annenfell. I can't turn around. If you need to go home, you're going to do so alone. I, I'll never make it, not with those things. You saw what they did to Cadrix and to Nora. I think you should stay with us. I can help calm you down if you let me. Um, how? I can just reassure you and you'll, you'll feel better. I'm, my, I want a charm person so that she just chills. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so technically there's a wisdom save involved, but if she lets me. Yeah, she'll just. Okay. Let it happen. Okay. Yeah. I, I trust you. I trust you. And Drea's just sort of like holding onto her shoulders and looking at you like, thank you. <laughs> Mouthing those words. Um, and she's like, I would argue to turn around as well, but. If you're still going on, then we're coming too. I'm just going to try to get the horses ready to go. Okay. Just book it. Let's get the fuck out of here. I'm going to also check on the flask, though. Does it seem like anything's reacting in there? What do you mean? Oh, no. No. And, yeah, roll me an animal hand handling check to Don't get these horses. Fuck go. Over. What did you roll? Not one, because apparently I can't do animals. You're struggling to get these horses moving in the correct direction. They are trained. They will heed your direction. But everything is taking longer. You're constantly having to guide them back on track. You're constantly trying to get them to work together because one or the other is trying to bolt in a different direction every time one of these sh shrieks rings out. And so you lose about a half day you you don't get to travel nearly as fast as you normally would however after 
an hour, the first hour or so of traveling with these shrieks in your head, they start to die off. I'm going to say thank God because this only lasts an hour. (laughs) (laughs) The area around here is incredibly mountainous. You're working your way through around these paths, down around. Eventually you get, you follow the river down and you end up at this huge lake, Lake Tamath. And you remember this from the maps and directions. And you're hoping that the absence of these shrieks means that you've left them behind. But that is where we're going to cut this episode. What was in the letter that Zem gave to Toslane? Well, it's a Patreon exclusive. So for those curious, head on over to our Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, we have a surprise Christmas gift for all our patrons subscribed by December 25th. But shh, I'm not supposed to say what it is. And we'll leave you once again with a promo for the Dark Fantasy solo actual play, Tale of the Manticore. You can find their episodes at taleofthemanticore.podbean.com. Are you looking for a D&D podcast with a dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old-school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls. Our awesome intro music is brought to you by the one and only Isaac Viers. Character designs by the lovely Cam Gonzalez. Produced by our very own Leah Hemrick. Graphics designer, the one, the only, the me, Jen Kearney. And last but not least, our audio engineer, Arthur Bellino. Thanks for listening.